Hey, what's good, everybody? Jason Jones back with the latest episode of the Yes, I'm Watching Wrestling podcast. A lot to cover from a very busy weekend in pro wrestling. Personally, I needed a couple of days to kind of collect my thoughts, especially after SummerSlam. But I wanted to touch on a few topics. But first, before I get started, wanted to just say, hey, thanks for everyone that tunes in. Whenever I drop one of these, and I'm, I'll be looking for different ways to enhance this here deal. Uh, looking at some different platforms to stream through. Uh, looking at doing the whole video deal, all that stuff. So bear with me as I figure all that stuff out. And if you got any ideas, suggestions, any of that stuff, feel free to shoot them at me. Um, you know, hit hit me on the uh, on the socials. You know. At Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter, Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram. You know where to find me. But with all that being said, let's dive into one hell of a weekend. And I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Friday and work my way through the weekend. Can't possibly get every single thing in. This won't be possible to get every single thing in. But I want to hit on the highlights. It's my highlights. And first off, number one, CM Punk is back. CM Punk is back. Again, CM Punk is back. Um, I, there's not much more I could say to that. CM Punk made his debut uh, Friday night at, at AEW Rampage. Uh, and I'll say this. this. That's the first time in a long time where a television show entrance, not being there live, but television gave me chills. I mean, by the end, you know, by Friday, we pretty much all knew CM Punk would be there. You know, first it was kind of, you know, will it, will it really happen? You know, what's going on? Well, you know, basically the question was, is this actually going to happen? And not only did it happen, I think when Cult of Personality hit in Chicago, in the United Center, man, that place went crazy. Hey, I was at home and I damn near went crazy to see one of my top five wrestlers of all time back in the ring doing the damn thing and reminding all of us that he you know is one of the best on the microphone and hopefully we'll see him as the best in the world in the ring and I really can't overstate just how exciting that to me it, it it's good for the business to have a, a name like that in the business on AEW and what it means for wrestling as a whole that it elevates that brand I think it elevates all the other brands as well you know everyone's got to step their game up and thing I want to touch on when it comes to Punk was that because he came back they're kind of this little people were saying well is he was he really ever that over did he really carry WWE and I'm like you damn right he did I mean, some of his storylines at WWE were some of the best ever. Him leaving with the belt, blowing the kiss, and hopping into the you know <laughs> into the in the into the crowd. Uh, I think everything he he did a lot of great things in WWE. But I'm really curious to see about this chapter he'll have in AEW. Man, you know, he if he's so he's so over, he broke the pro wrestling tease site. I mean. I tried to sneak on there and order me the new shirt. No, by then the site was shut down. Set a record for the most shirts sold in a day or a 24-hour period. 
it's amazing. And what do I expect from CM Punk? Uh, if he's the, the perfectionist that we all remember him to be seven years ago, I think we're going to see great in-ring work, great mic work. I think you're about to see Darby Allen elevated. I think you're, I think you're going to see that whole company just uh, get a boost in credibility, a boost, a boost in um, just eyes on the show. I would love this. I haven't seen it, but I would love to see the ratings they got from just that opening segment. Of them just giving the microphone to CM Punk and saying, hey, have at it, Punk. Do what you do. And, again, I'm excited. I'm excited that there's a that CM Punk will be at, at All Out in September. It's going to make me just, you know, get my coins together and order me the, order me the show. So, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, in terms of, like, wrestling shirts, I think I own more CM Punk shirts than anyone. So, I'm a big fan and I'm a big fan of what's, you know, what's going to happen. And I think I want an ice cream bar, too, by the way. I want to try the CM Punk ice cream bar. And, of course, it's not the kind of the old WWE ice cream bars. But, hell, I still want to give it a try. But, get to me, that's highlight number one of the weekend, the return of CM Punk. You know, he'll be on AEW Dynamite this week. It's going to be a, it's, it's a to me, it's a, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, you know. Because I just think I I uh, said with Punk back, you know the rumors of where Brian oh, Brian Danielson will end up. Will he end up on AEW as well? You know Adam Cole, where is he going to end up? We'll get to that later. But yeah, I think it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I'm looking forward to seeing CM Punk work with some of these guys over in AEW. See what happens, and should be fun. But now enough of the fun stuff with Punk. Let's get to uh, probably the craziest part of the weekend. Let's get to SummerSlam. I'm not going to run down every match. By now, you know what happened in the matches. We're going to get to the first and the most obvious major thing. Uh, Becky Lynch is back. Uh, Brock Lesnar is back. They're both back, but I'm going to stick to the Becky angle because... Becky's return is what made me tweet that is that's bullshit. And not Becky being back is not bullshit. Becky getting the belt is not bullshit, even though they gotta explain how someone on Raw just came back and won the SmackDown title and whatever. <laughs> but what's bullshit is not that Bianca lost, it's how she lost. I mean, I literally checked my phone, I believe looked up and she was pinned. I mean, she was on her match was shorter was, was shorter than a TikTok video, I think. I forget how I don't know how long TikTok is. I don't use it, but I believe it's like 15, 20, 30 seconds or whatever. Either way, that's how quick that match was. And to have someone you built up since the who was the, the Royal Rumble winner, main eventer of summer of WrestleMania. You know, as hot as they come, you know, in commercials, lose in less than 30 seconds. To me, that's still bullshit. Not just, you know, I didn't tune in to SummerSlam. I don't pay for Peacock to watch Bianca Belair in a in a match that is shorter than her ring entrance. Just don't, especially to lose to someone who's been on paternity. No, no excuse me. I guess is is it paternity leave if Becky Lynch is the man? 
I don't know. Either way, she's on, but she's on maternity leave. She comes back and she beats the champion with, I'm sorry, that was weak. That was a weak as hell finisher. This weak. Come on. I'm supposed to believe that? I mean, it deflated me. Everything I saw, the, the crowd was deflated. It was just a deflating moment. And I don't know anyone who liked it. I've heard people say, well, you know what? We got to see how it all unfolds, what they're going to do next. I don't think, and especially in that moment, no one gave a damn what was going to happen next. And you know WWE botched it when someone everyone likes in Becky Lynch's back and no one seems to care because they're like, that was bullshit. Plain and simple. I mean, they kept advertising Sasha Banks being in the match all you know, up until they announced in the ring she wasn't there and by then we all knew she wasn't there so I mean it was just a whole lot of bullshit around that situation that led to how that you know that you no know, basically having them bury Bianca the same way they buried Kofi Kingston how just to have it happen like that and the question becomes you know does you know can Bianca's character recover? I think it's all about goes back to the creative thing. Do they go ahead and place her as a heel now? Do you make Becky a heel? I don't know what you do, but needless to say, the way that match ended started ended the whole scenario. I mean, dragging Carmella out to get beat up. For, I mean, just made no sense. It just it, it was just terrible and. Uh, it, it was just it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Made took me a while to even get back into the show, because at that point to me the show was like man you know it wasn't it wasn't the worst pay per view ever, but it wasn't exactly like you know like wow. And then that moment really was a kick to the gut to everyone. And I know I referenced the Kofi mention uh, this situation, and the reason why that's relevant I think in this case because. And there's a legit question amongst fans, especially amongst black wrestling fans, is will Bianca recover from this or will she go the route of Kofi where he gets, you know, buried by Brock Lesnar? And then I don't even think Kofi, I don't even know if Kofi even got a rematch. That's how bad that shit was. And it, I don't think they can do Bianca like that, but people are wondering, you know, what happens, you know? Are we just going to set up another Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, night of change? You know, is that what the point is? We got we to we gotta get them back on, you know, in the thing, you know, in the, the, the prime seat. A lot of legit questions with this. But uh, it also brought me to one thought before I move off of that. Maybe W. Yeah, even though I do believe that brushing Becky back with a with a reaction to CM Punk. It was like, let's try to get some of that momentum back on our favor. I think that's probably why they brought Brock back already. You know, I think there was a, you know, there was something to that. But just maybe, maybe, maybe the fact that so many of us are so worked up about how the, that, that Bianca Becky thing happened, maybe in WWE's mind, they win still. Because... It shows that we still care, and a lot of us are still going to tune in on Friday to see what the hell they're going to make of this. So maybe, just maybe, they know what they're doing. That's why I said I'm, I'm going to take a couple of days before I said anything, because I was hot on Saturday. I ain't going to lie, I was pissed off. 
I'm like, this is some bullshit. And even my my son was like, where did I thought Becky was on Raw? What's going on? You know, and kids will break stuff down for you a little bit better sometimes than adults. And a lot of unexplained stuff with this. And I'll wait around and see what they say. But yeah, I was not exactly thrilled. But that being said, with SummerSlam, I think uh, Seth and Edge, um, the the Lashley Goldberg match, I thought was you know first of all, let me go back. Uh, Seth and Edge, you know, hell of a match, great match. I hadn't heard the Brood music and saw the flames in a match in forever. That was just that was cool. So. But I think it took a while for all of us to kind of get back into the show. And I think Seth and Edge did all they could to, to get us back going. There were some uneven points in the Brock, I mean, in the Lashley-Goldberg match, as expected. I mean, there's usually some uneven points in the Goldberg match. But the finish, you know, they, they're they clearly trying to make Lashley the monster heel. But after that whole Sasha thing... The fans are actually cheering Lashley, <laughs> just trying to beat Goldberg with a chair and then putting his son in the hurt lock. And yeah, I think it, obviously you have him do that because you think it's going to turn people against him. But the fans were so pissed off, they were happy to see a damn teenager in the hurt lock. That, that, that might be the funniest thing to me of the night. I, I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing at it. I really couldn't stop laughing. To me, that was hilarious. So, and then uh, Cena and Reigns. Uh, that match ended up being a very entertaining match as well. Uh, Roman goes over you know, clean, you know, beats Cena, you know, acknowledge Roman Reigns, excuse me, acknowledge your tribal chief. Yo, know, then you get the Brock Lesnar return that night, and then of course we all. You know, we were wondering if Brock Lesnar was going to be a face or not. And then, of course, WWE knows the videos get out. And at the end, after it goes off the air, Brock just beats the hell out of John Cena. So, clearly Brock is not a face. But poor John comes back, gives us a hell of a show, gets goes through hell with Roman Reigns, only to stay out there to get just thrown around by uh, Brock Lesnar. But, hey... All in all, I think the SummerSlam was kind of a, uh, a average pay-per-view. I think, I think, you know, like I said, it was an eh, just because I don't think it was, it was asking, trying to recover from that Bianca-Becky situation was tough. Honestly, I don't know how you recover from that. Like I said, the performers did their best, but it can't be easy coming out to perform from a, in front of a deflated crowd. Also, when allegedly, reportedly, Allegiant Stadium when shit working, toilets were overflowing, uh, what else, I mean, they said that, you know, concessions wasn't working, all types of just random shit happened there, so, I, I, I commend those last three matches I mentioned, uh, I thought the women, triple threat, even though we all knew Charlotte was gonna win, you know, there was no secret, and I mean, what a waste of a title run for Nikki Cross, or Nikki, whatever they're calling her, but, so a waste of a title run. This is about as almost as big as a waste as the Apollo Crews IC run. You put a belt on someone and they can't ever win clean. It's just the, I don't I don't get it. It's almost like they said, "Oops, we fucked up. We shouldn't have put the belt on Nikki." Charlotte, go save us again. And and it's as great of a performer as Charlotte is. I probably shouldn't mention this, but yeah, as great as Charlotte is, 
it's just so predictable they're going to put the belt on her. And can you give us a real actual contender for her? I mean, someone, anyone? I'm, I'm waiting, WWE. Let's see what happens. Okay. And before I get out of here, I want to you know, jump uh, TakeOver 36. Based on everything we, we've read and saw, seen where they're going to change the way NXT is run, this might be the last TakeOver where it's like, wow, TakeOver is going to be bomb. I think they're going to they're probably they're, they're going to focus basically on developmental. I guess as people joke, they don't want to see any more Triple H finding his independent guys and putting them on these little guys who give us give us matches we all enjoy. They want people to work the quote WWE style, whatever. So I was going. I tried to make the most of Takeover. Walter and Dragonov was fucking awesome. Awesome match. Awesome match. I mean, Walter had the belt as long as, you know, damn near three years. And he drops the belt to Dragon off in, a, in the, the UK NXT title in a hell of a match. Hell of a match. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Hell of a match. I'm going to go back to that one last. But the other um, uh, uh, big match there that I think went as we expected. Uh, Samoa Joe taking the belt off of Karrion Cross. It's been some weird booking with Karrion Cross lately. I mean, not the losing to Joe part, but just how they've used him on Raw has been weird, I think. So, I think now he'll be on Raw full-time. We'll see what happens. We don't know why. And I wonder what's going to happen with Joe on the belt. If they're going to turn NXT into, like, you know, more development, what do you do with Joe in the belt? Do you bring Joe back up? A lot remains to be seen. But... I want to close out with Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole because I think their third match, again, as expected, it delivered. It was awesome. I loved it. Great action, great spots. The way they had the third fall end, great. Like I said, great storytelling. I loved it. And Kyle O'Reilly goes over. You know, sets him up for possibly, I guess, a nice run. Uh, uh, I guess another, maybe another NXT title run. Maybe he's up to the main roster. I don't know what you do with Kyle O'Reilly, but this is. I want to take this time to salute Adam Cole and what he's meant to the NXT brand. I'm going to say it. I think Adam Cole had the greatest NXT run in history. You know, you might argue Finn Balor. You might, you know, maybe you argue uh, Kevin Owens. But I think this has been the greatest run in NXT history. I mean, he had every he held every belt in NXT, gave us great matches for year. Every you know you know you know great main events. One of the best stables around. That of course, because stable was so good. Of course, WWE broke it up. Of course, because why they don't want us to be happy. But I I think Adam, you know, I know Adam's not a big guy, which normally does not set, you know, you know, set well with uh, moving up to the main roster. But I think Adam Cole is a star. So whether he's on Raw, SmackDown, or even AEW, uh, I think uh, we I'm looking forward to big things from Adam Cole. I didn't know a whole lot about him from his Ring of Honor days, admittedly. You know, but seeing what he did in NXT to me was impressive and... Part of me hopes he goes to AEW, where maybe he'll be, you know, uh, you know, top of the card guy. I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence that WWE will, do, you know, the way they've treated some of the former NXT like champions on their main roster has not been encouraging. So, 
possibly part of me wants to see uh, Adam go somewhere else. Part of me wants him to see him stick around WWE and break through again, kind of like a Daniel Bryan did, where eventually the fans told the office that this is our guy. This is who we're rolling with. Damn it, we're rolling with him. So, those are just my thoughts from the weekend to recap a crazy weekend in pro wrestling. I didn't even get into immersions uh, and all that. Just I, I didn't get a chance to even watch it just because it was the, the time that it was on. I was just, you know, double booked. And I wanted to focus. So, I'll check that stuff out later. Again, you can find me at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram. Thank you for listening. And again, I'm, I'm looking for ways to upgrade this thing platform-wise, streaming-wise, all that stuff. So, you know, web cameras, all that. So if you got any suggestions, let me know. You know, looking maybe getting a new background, all types of stuff. Some some art for, you know, new graphic for my uh, cover photo. It's not called a cover photo, but you know what I mean, a logo. So open and ready for all suggestions. So thanks again. I will talk to you all sometime soon. Trying to enjoy a little time off before the NBA season ramps up again. It feels like in two days, but y'all be safe out there. I'm out of here. Catch you later. I'm gone.